and every state has their own special symbols, and Michigan is no exception, with a number of symbols that are very unique to our great state. Join me and fellow Michigander, plus internationally famous sculpture artist John Savay, as we find out about our state symbols on this week's episode of One Curl. Welcoming back, John Savay, a born and raised Michigander, an internationally famous sculpture artist, and a regular guest on One Curl. John, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Sherry. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here, too. You know, you are my most regular guest. <laughs> what does that say about our relationship? I'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are talking about a fun subject because each state in our United States has their own symbols, and we are discussing the state of Michigan symbols, and some of them I did not know. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to being enlightened today, and thank you for letting me speak on behalf of the state of Michigan. You're more than welcome. Let's start with a little bit of history. Michigan was part of the Northwest Territory, which doubled the size of the United States and establishing it as free of slavery which proved to be of tremendous importance in the following decades. The Northwest Territory encompassed what became Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, and part of Minnesota. Michigan became a state in 1837 as the 26th state and a free one. Now, how are state symbols designated? Do you know, John? That's a good question. I would think it's in a room with a lot of people and they all have an agenda and they all have their favorite object that they want to be part of the representation of that state. I like that, but not but quite I, right. Well, bills to designate state symbols in Michigan are referred to the Government Operations Committee in either chamber. So I thought that was interesting. How does a state symbol come into being? Let's start with our state bird, which is the American robin, which was adopted in 1931. Now, you know robins. They hang around here for the spring, summer, and early fall. And then they migrate south to Florida and the Gulf Coast to central Mexico, as well as the Pacific Coast. And they return north in February and March. You know what, John? They are just like many Michiganders. I was going to say, do they all live in Charlevoix? Is that what you're saying? Is that how this works? No, they all go south for the winter. <laughs> yeah, just like everybody in Charlevoix, isn't it? The same thing. You're absolutely oh, right. Do you realize that the robin is also the state bird of Connecticut and Wisconsin? I did not know that. See how interesting this is? Curtis Migratius. Yeah. Our coat of arms, and this was adopted in 1835 when Michigan was still a territory. The state coat of arms depicts a blue shield or a blue background where the sun is rising over a lake in a peninsula and a man with a raised hand representing peace and holding a long gun representing the fight for state and nation as a frontier. Supporting this is the elk and the moose which derived from the Hudson Bay Company coat of arms and depicts the great animals of Michigan. Did you know that there's a bald eagle? And of course, you know what the bald eagle represents. E. Plumbumness. Well, you're right. It represents the United States, which formed the state of Michigan from the Northwest Territory. How's your Latin, John? 
it's as good as my English, like a second language. Oh, great. Maybe you can pronounce these words. So the first one, the design features three Latin models. And the top one is E Pluribus. E Pubilis Unum. Yes, which means out of many, one. And of course, that is the model of the United States. On the light blue shield, there's a word, which I'm not for sure how to pronounce because it's in Latin. Are you looking for help? You're asking the wrong guy. Okay, let's try this. Two a Was I supposed to bail you out? Yes, you were. <laughs> Two a bore, which means I will defend. And my favorite model is on the white ribbon. It's in Latin. And can you say it? Actually, I can translate it. Okay, let's go there. I think it's help. There's a pig in my kitchen. My Latin's <laughs> a little rusty. I'm not sure. I think you could be off. And... Latin is sequeris peninsulam amoenam circumspice, which I don't think I'm pronouncing that word right. In English, if you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. I love that saying. How about you, John? You know, I was just seeking a pleasant peninsula. That's almost as hard as Latin to say. Well, I think it's a <laughs> lovely statement. Mm -hmm. And did you know that the governor also has a flag? And it is the same coat of arms, except it's on a white background instead of a blue background or a blue field. I thought that was also interesting because I didn't know the governor had a special flag. Oh, the governor. They always have to have their own thing, don't they? I think you're right. Let's move on to our state fish. Are you a fisherman, John? You like fishing? I believe you're talking about the brook trout, which is also the native fish of New York. Oh, wow. They call it the brookie. I think we do too. I've always called it the brookie, but maybe that's a Northern Michigan thing. Michigan is just like New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Virginia, and West Virginia. They all claim it as their state fish. Oh, wow. Which I means... just had to throw that in, you know, just throwing it around and showing that we're kind of a universal. True. And that means that they have a lot of fresh water there because the brook trout is a freshwater fish. Hmm. Let's talk about our flag. And our flag, which has the coat of arms on it, was adopted in 1911. I thought that was interesting because the coat of arms was adopted in 1835, but it took almost 100 years to have the flag, which looks exactly like the coat of arms adopted. Why did it take so long for that bill to get through? I do not know, but that's a very good that's question. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Our state flower is the apple blossom, which was adopted in 1897. And this is how that came about. A garland of 44 flowers representing the 44 states at that time was made for the World's Columbian Exhibition of 1893, with the apple blossom representing Michigan. So that inspired Michigan's legislature to make it official in 1897. John, I think the apple blossom is the perfect flower for Michigan because Michigan is the number three apple producing state in the United States. Well, and it is also the state flower of Arkansas. Thought I'd throw a little worthless information into the mix. I did not know that, but I like information. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it worthless. I would call it trivia, which I'm into. Trivial information. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Did you know that we had a state fossil? We do. And I believe it's the Petoskey Stone. 
No. It is the American Mastodon, which was adopted in 2002. Oh, oh I was thinking of stone, not fossil. I was thinking it was Megalodon 2, the Meg. Let's just call it the Meg. Okay, yeah. I like it. And we also have a game animal. And of course, it's the white-tailed deer, which was adopted in 1997. And you know what's coming up? Deer season, which starts November 15th. You know, Arkansas also claims it is their state mammal. Hmm. Hmm. Other bits of information. Well, Things that make you go, hmm. That's interesting because I'm thinking that Arkansas is a little warmer than we are. So I'm kind of surprised about the apple blossom and also the white-tailed deer. But they must have a lot of them there. They want to be just like us. That's all it comes down to. There you go. Did you know that we have a gemstone, which is the Isle Royal Greenstone? And that was adopted in 1972. And I had never heard of it before this particular show. Now, the Isle Royal Greenstone is green or bluish stone. And these stones have a turtleback pattern. It's found in the Keweenaw Peninsula, in the Upper Peninsula, and also on Isle Royal in Lake Superior. These gemstones are usually very, very small, and it is rare to find one that is larger than a half inch. The largest gem quality stone is in the Smithsonian Institute and measures one and a half inches by three inches. Now, this was so fascinating to me because A, I like gemstones. And B, I did not know that Michigan had a gemstone. So I looked up the references in Wikipedia and it said the Isle Royal Greenstone is arguably the rarest gemstone in the world and one of the most valuable American gemstones. I thought that was interesting. And native to Michigan. Yes. Also, Isle Royal is our national park in Michigan. Have you ever been to Isle Royal, John? I have. It's an amazing place and worth going to. I do want to get up there, hopefully next summer. So did you do a lot of hiking? I hear that there are moose and wolves there. And they were, yes. Did you see one? I did not, but they track them and they're native to the island. And there's a, a lot of research always being done on the pack. And you have to track wolf scat to find them. Oh, wow. Interesting. Did you stay at the lodge or did you tent it? How did you handle? I went for the the day. I had an opportunity to go. We went for the day. We walked around. It was worth it. That and Beaver Island, my two favorite islands. Well, you know, I lived on Beaver Island for a couple of years. I can't say enough good things about it and especially about the residents of Beaver Island. They are all wonderful people. See how I segue into you being superintendent of schools? Mm. Putting a placement, product placement. (laughs) Very good. And our state model, which we have said before, but let's repeat it because I think it's so pretty. If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. Adopted in 1835. You know, that segues right into one of my favorite songs. Which is? My Michigan. It's the state anthem. It is, but it was adopted in 1937. But we we can't play it because no, we we cannot do it, right? (laughs) That's absolutely right. It is rarely performed because well, it is so sought after. You can see why they would want us to pay the rights to it. You're absolutely (laughs) right. Oh shoot! Let's talk about the state reptile. I didn't know we had a reptile. 
and it's the painted turtle. Mm. And of course, we've all seen those crossing the road. And that was adopted in 1995. They are amazing. They're beautiful. They are beautiful. And what's so interesting is that the state gemstone has that painted turtle look. It does, actually, now that you say that, which is actually nothing more than fossilized coral. You're talking about Petoskey stone. Yes. And that was adopted in 1965. And it's a fossilized coral. And the stones, of course, are commonly found on beaches and in sand dunes, especially in northern Michigan. And did you uh, know? I happen to have a bolo tie made in the shape of Michigan out of one. I just want to talk about my fashion sense. I'm sure it's perfect. For any occasion. Did you know I was, this surprised me, that we have a state soil, which is Kalkaska well, sand. Sand, soil, whatever, made of glaciers. Yes, and it was adopted in 1990, and Kalkaska sand was identified in 1927 and named after Kalkaska County, which of course is in northern Michigan. And this is what's so interesting. My husband was a farmer, and he always said that the soil in northern Michigan is perfect for growing potatoes. He had a 5,000-acre potato farm, and now I know why, because it wasn't deep clay soil. It was sandy. This soil is a multi-layer composed of humus, light sand, dark sand, and yellowish sand. And it's about two to four feet deep. And so it made it effective for filtering water, which of course, potatoes can't grow in a hard clay. They have to have soil where it does filter the water. And I just thought it was amazing that I finally know about the sand in northern Michigan. What else is good for that soil? Pine trees and certain types of agriculture. It's for forestry and certain types of agriculture. Interesting. It is interesting. And this sand covers about a million acres in the upper and lower peninsula. Now, a million acres sounds like a heck of a lot of acreage, don't you think? It does, especially when you think about how much land is out there. True. Who do you sell potatoes to? Meyer. A lot of them go down to Florida, out to New York. And actually, they go out east, down south. They stop around the area of Minnesota. So think Minnesota east. And you will probably be eating a kitchen farm potato. Just curious. Thank you. You're welcome. We have a state tree, which is the eastern pine, and that was adopted in 1955. And of course, that makes sense because of the lumber industry that Michigan was known for. And they're everywhere. The, and they grow in those straight rows. Yes. And did you know that they have found white pine trees in Michigan that have been over 500 years old? I didn't think they could last that long. I was quite surprised by that, too. And, are there any around still? Oh, I'm sure there are. You know, Michigan played a big part in rebuilding Chicago after the Chicago fire with our lumber industry. That was Mrs. O'Malley's cow. It was all her fault. Absolutely. And we do have a state wildflower, which is the Dwarf Lake Iris. And that was adopted in 1998. The iris is a perennial plant native to the Great Lakes region. And guess what, John? I have some 
dwarf lake irises in my garden. But I didn't know that that was our state wildflower. Well, and now you're telling everyone, so you got to be careful. They're all going to want some. You're right. John, <laughs> once again, this has been a wonderful <laughs> episode. I always enjoy talking to you. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate the invite. Let's get together again and discuss more wonderful things about Michigan. Thanks for the invite. You're welcome. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. I owe enormous thanks to John Savay, world-famous sculpture artist and a fellow Michigander for being my guest on today's show. Of course, a big thank you to you, my listeners, for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Plus, take some time and enjoy our great state of Michigan. I am so very proud that I can call Michigan my home, and I hope you are too. If you would like to write a comment, my email address is curlschangetheworld at gmail.com. Again, curlschangetheworld at gmail.com. You can listen to my podcast on the following apps. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Plus, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Listeners, you are here to give the gift of you. Always believe something wonderful is about to happen and continue to join me as I explore Michigan, one curl at a time. I don't worry whenever skies are gray above. Got a pocket full of rainbows, got a heart full of love. Mr. Hart. I found a way to make him leave Got a pocket full of rainbows Got a star on my sleeve